Hello and welcome to the PP Are You Kidding Me podcast. I'm your host, Sam Buckley. In this episode, we're going to be recapping some of the week 10 highlights of this past weekend, some breaking news and notes around the league, and the formulations of what's going to happen going forward into week 11 and the results of some of the news that we have to talk about today. So, let's get into it, guys. Last week, I talked up my boy, Des Bryant, and it was too soon. Too close to home. I am heartbroken. I'm sure everybody's aware of what has happened. Uh, yeah, so Des Bryant is, get this, not only not starting for the Saints, but he is out for the season. He tore his Achilles in his last practice on Friday. He has a torn Achilles injury, and this is a season-ending career. Granted, there are only a few more weeks left in the season. Well, a little over halfway left in the season. But this is an eight-month recovery period, and he will not be playing for the rest of the season. And my speculation on this event is that this could definitely be not only just a season-ending career for Dez, but also uh, a career-ending injury for Dez. I mean, he's on the latter side, the the worst side of 30, um, you know, and this is a very competitive league and this is an injury that really does affect players. I mean, Dante Foreman, we saw him, he's been out almost the entire season when he tore his Achilles. And this is an injury that players usually don't come back from the same after an injury like this, when they come back on the field, they're, they don't have the same boost. They don't have the same speed. They don't have the same, they can't run the same routes and pivot and turn and take off. And, you know, Des was already kind of get, being an older player in the league. I'm actually feeling pretty perky today. I was just so amped up and stoked and excited to see what was going to happen with Des and the Saints being a Super Bowl contender. And now I don't get to see that play to fruition. And I'm sure a lot of people are upset. I mean, this guy went from being, I could be wrong, 0% to 8% owned to 75% owned in fantasy leagues once the news broke that he signed with the Saints. So this is very devastating. Also, other injuries to talk about. Cooper Cup, during the fourth quarter, had an injury. Uh, was taken off the field, and it looks like he has torn his ACL. He is also out for the season. Help me! Help me! Uh, this is just upsetting. Um, Martavis Bryant. Uh, he was taken out of the game. Uh, it looks like he may be facing a torn PCL tear. We're still waiting to hear back from the MRI results. Uh, I haven't heard anything yet. I haven't looked at the stats on that. To be fair, I'm not too interested in the Oakland Raiders. So, But my heart goes out to Martavis Bryant. I never want to see a player get injured. Let's see, when the Detroit Lions took on the Chicago Bears, he uh, Marvin Jones Jr. had a knee injury. It looks like his ACL and his MCL is intact, but he is day-to-day. So he can miss a week, he can miss a couple weeks, he can miss a few weeks uh, with this injury. Uh, We're not exactly sure how to judge the reaction to this injury. If you're a Kenny Galladay owner, though, you saw him just take off as soon as Marvin Jones taken off the field. I was worried because I didn't start him. I put him on my bench this week. I'm a Kenny Galladay owner. I was nervous to play him because he hasn't done too much since they lost Golden Tate, and I thought he was going to do a lot more with the absence of Golden Tate, being a heavier target, but with the absence now of Marvin Jones... He is definitely the top guy to get. Get him, start him. If you got him, if you have him, do something with Kenny Galladay. He went from having six fantasy points in a PPR league to 18 points by the end of the game. Wish I would have had him over Tyler Boyd, who didn't do too much. Speaking of Tyler Boyd and the Cincinnati Bengals, 
AJ Green was uh, likely to return uh, this next week. We just got an updated report from Adam Schefter saying that he will not be expected to be back until December. So this could mean a lot of different things. Uh, if it's anything like the game we just saw with Tyler Boyd this past weekend, uh, he didn't do too good. He was covered a lot. He did not have a lot of fantasy output for you. He only got me nine uh, points in a fantasy PPR league. So this could be good or bad for Tyler Boyd. Obviously, he is now the main target. We could expect to see C.J. Uzama pick up a lot more passes, a lot more targets. Joe Mixon, too. And they're going to mix in probably Gio Bernard now just to pass the ball around a little bit more. I'm kind of curious to see what this does for Tyler Boyd's fantasy impact. I'm hoping it takes off because I am leading my division right now and I need some wins. And I am always struggling between should I start Boyd or should I start... Kenny Galladay. And the problem is that Andy Dalton started off with a firing you know, season, and he's been Andy Dalton the past few weeks, meaning he hasn't shown up and hasn't been producing, but he needs to get his main asset, the ball. And same with Matt Stafford. I mean, I don't know what's going on with their O-line. I thought their O-line was pretty good, especially after they signed Snacks Harrison from the New York Giants, a you know, defensive lineman. But it ain't happening because... Uh, Stafford's getting sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked again. And when you think he's not going to get sacked. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? To get sacked again. That boy's getting taken out. He's going to get beat up. I think he may be the next player to get injured on the Detroit Lions. So if he can create like enough pocket time or they need to get their, you know, their pass protection in order, their rushing protection in order. So Stafford can fire the ball to my man, Kenny Galladay, that, that my boy Kenny G just running those routes. Smooth as can be. Let's see. Um, um, for the Miami Dolphins, Jakeem Grant got carted off the field, with look, which looks like to be also an Achilles injury. Man, this is a bad day in the world of injuries. Man, those Achilles. That, that's why, man, they have that story, you know. Uh, the god Achilles and his Achilles heel, his only weakness. Isn't that what makes a man? Mm, sure, that and a pair of testicles. And man, when you hurt your Achilles, it is hard to recover from that injury. Devontae Parker, again, known for getting injured. He left the game with a shoulder injury. I've got some other injuries to talk about as we go on, but as for now, those were the big takeaways. Let's start going over the games. Okay, so we had the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. If you guys wanted to take a bet on that game, you know what? I thought Detroit scored more than I originally thought they were going to score. This game ended up being 34-22 to in favor of the Bears. Kerryon Johnson had a good game. I mean, he had 14 carries for 51 yards and a touchdown. And then he also received six passes on 38 yards and a touchdown. So if you had Kerryon Johnson in your lineup, uh, I know if I had Kerryon Johnson, I was not going to start him against the Bears because the Bears defense scares the living pants off of me. And that's exactly why I didn't start Kenny Galladay. But Carryon Johnson made it happen. So if you started Carryon Johnson this weekend, you are very happy. Let's see on the bear side of the ball, Mitch Rubisky does what he does. I mean, he threw 355 yards, three touchdowns in uh, my PPR league. I think he scored like 44, 42 to 45 points, something like that. M maybe lower 40s. Anyway, that is insane. I mean, if your quarterback in my league scores. 20 to 25 points, you're very happy. If he scores anything over 25 points, you're really happy. If he gets 30 points, you're extremely happy. 
40 points is like almost unheard of. I mean, it, it, this guy, week to week, he's a fantasy. I mean, at this point, I would search Trubisky over Tom Brady. I would. I mean, he's just amazing. So, yeah, Trubisky did it. He not only uh, threw for three, he ran one in. So, I mean, this guy is – he does what he does. He's he's Mitch Trubisky. He's a great fantasy option. And then we had two hot players on this team. Allen Robinson came back from injury, six receptions for 133 yards and two touchdowns. Anthony Miller. Five receptions, 122 yards, and a touchdown. So, guys, uh, for waiver wires, which we're going to go into after I kind of briefly go over these matchups, we're talking about waiver wires. Anthony Mailer, top waiver wire pickup for me. Anthony Mailer, look at him. We've seen what Taylor Gabriel can do in this offense. Uh, this game, he did zero receptions for zero yards. So we know what Taylor Gabriel's floor is. We know what Anthony Miller's floor is. And we know the ceilings of both these players. And Anthony Miller has the higher ceiling. Anthony Miller is where it's at. Okay, guys. So next game, New Orleans Saints versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And whew, this is a game where everybody scores on the Saints. And the Bengals did not do this. The Saints tore it up. They tore it up against the Bengals. Again, Drew Brees made it happen. 265 yards, three three touchdowns. Mark Ingram had 104 yards rushing. It, it was just insane. He also had three receptions on 58 yards and a touchdown. Made it happen. Everybody was scared of playing Mark, Mark Ingram, but he made it happen. 104 yards, y'all, just rushing. 58 yards receiving. Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas. Two touchdowns, 70 yards on eight receptions. Avin Kamara, he does what he does. Again, uh... 56 rushing yards, two touchdowns rushing, and then four receptions on 46 yards. So I'm not going to go too deep uh, into this game, but yeah, they blew them out. Cincinnati got smashed, got stomped. Saints blew them out the water. I'm a little bit scared about Andy Dalton. I'll have to look at matchups next week. Oh man, especially with AJ Green gone, and I'm a Tyler Boyd owner. I'm a little bit afraid of what the Bengals are doing and their defense is falling apart. They've usually been pretty strong defense, but they're just not making it happen at all. Next game, you know, it was the Falcons and the Browns. And this was so fun because the Browns won a game. Baker Mayfield. Again, when we go into waivers, you know what? I'll stop beating around the bush. I keep teasing everything. I like Baker Mayfield. He threw three touchdowns. But the main takeaway that I want to talk about in this game, I don't even know if we're going to get to the Falcons side of the ball. Maybe we'll tap on it just a little bit. Just a little bit because everybody on that team didn't do too much. Well, I'm sorry. I lied about that. Julio Jones, Austin Hooper had a really great game. But I digress. The Browns. Okay, I got a stat for you guys right here. Nick Chubb. Ran for 176 yards and a touchdown. And then got three receptions for 33 yards and a touchdown. Nick Chubb set a record in this game. He had a stat on this game, which I'm trying to find right now. He, Oh, here it is. His 92-yard run. He had the longest touchdown run in Browns history ever. He's the toughest son of a bitch I ever met. Nick Chubb created the longest touchdown run for a Cleveland Browns running back in their NFL history. Boom. Nick Chubb is here to play. 
It was beautiful. That play where he broke out for 92 yards, I don't know if you guys saw the highlights, but he finally caught up so far. He ran so far. I mean, that's all, 92 yards, y'all. How long is the football field? Come on now, 100 yards. He ran a 92-yard touchdown. He got, he got so far down the field that he caught up with a deep wideout, with a perimeter wideout, Anthony Callaway. And Anthony Callaway put his arms out to the side as if he was, like, flying. He was, like, trying to push uh, Nick Chubb. He was, like, waving behind his back, like, go behind me, go behind me. Like, he was directing air traffic. He looked like an air traffic controller on a football field showing Nick Chubb the way. Nick Chubb knew his, where he was going. He made it happen. It was pretty. It was beautiful. Sadly, Jarvis Landry, again, hasn't shown up. Two for 22 yards. David Njoku, one reception for 18 yards. I mean, I don't know what's going on with these cats, y'all, but they're scaring me. I just They're just not good. I mean, it's a big letdown. I thought I was going to see big things from Njoku this season, and we have it on the Falcons' side of the ball. Matt Ryan threw two touchdowns for 330 yards, so he had a good game. Tevin Coleman and Ido Smith definitely let you down in the backfield. So did uh well, Calvin really didn't have a huge game, three for 37. Muhammad Sanu, six for 47. But the big takeaway here is 10 receptions for Austin Hooper on 56 yards and a touchdown. So that's 21 fantasy points. That is fantastic in PPR scoring formats for Austin Hooper. And Julio Jones, he's coming back, baby. They need to call him TD now because now he's scoring touchdowns. Ooh, yeah. Seven receptions, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Pretty to see. All right, let's move it forward. I don't want to spend too much time on these games. New England Patriots versus the Tennessee Titans. Boom. O-M-G. O-M-G. Titans won this game 34-10. to 10. What is happening to Tom Brady, y'all? I mean, that boy gets sacked. He doesn't know what to do with himself after that. I mean, he threw for 254 yards, no touchdowns. It was sad. I, I mean, I'm losing faith in Tom Brady, y'all. I mean, he's getting older. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not making it happen. And it was just very disappointing on this side of the ball for the backfield. Uh, we had two players have a good game passing. Uh, Julian Edelman, nine receptions, 104 yards. That's 19 fantasy points PPR. And Josh Gordon got eight yards, or eight yards, I'm sorry, 81 yards on four receptions. Julian Edelman was the big name in this game tonight. I mean, they need Gronk to come back, and they need to come back fast because they are just letting it down. Marcus Mariota, whoo, he's going to be a streaming quarterback next week. 228 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, the backfield wasn't as impressive as it's been, but Corey Davis, this guy, we have been waiting for the breakout. And it happened, y'all. Seven receptions on 125 yards and a touchdown. So that was fantastic to see. If you started Corey Davis, you were happy. He made it happen for Tennessee, and they won 34-10. to 10. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, I want to talk about this. Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he's back. Guess who's back? Leonard Fournette came back. Now, he didn't have a great average on his carries, but he got the workload, the full workload. He is fully healthy, 24 carries on 53 yards and a touchdown. But then he got five passes, five targets that he received on 56 yards and a touchdown, and he got me 27 fantasy points, so I was sitting pretty. Other big takeaway from this game, and you can never count on one single Jacksonville wide receiver to get you points, but Dante Moncrief, if you started him, he got you three catches on 98 yards and a touchdown. So you're happy with that. And Blake Bortles threw 320 yards 
and two touchdowns. So he had a really good game too. Man, I was so happy to see Fournette back. I mean, I picked him up in our auction draft, and I have not been able to play him since week two, so I'm so happy he's back. Andrew Luck had 285 yards, three touchdowns, three touchdowns and an interception. Still a good game for Andrew Luck. I mean, I like, I love the coach Frank Wright on this team. I mean, he's making it happen. He's turning around. Granted, oh, they won. I'm sorry. I was reading that wrong. I thought the Jacksonville Jaguars won. No, and uh, the Colts won by a field goal, by three points at least. So, yeah, Frank Wright's making it happen. The big takeaways from this game, T.Y. Hilton had uh, three passes for 77 yards. Eric, oh, I'm no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I buried the lead. I totally buried the lead right there. Everybody thought that Jack Doyle was the guy to play in this game. He was kind of more of a pass block guy. He didn't do what Eric Ebron did. Eric Ebron took it to the house. Three receptions, 69 yards two touchdowns, and he rushed in a two-yard play for another touchdown. My man, Eric Ebron, got me 28 fantasy points. Ooh, so, so pretty. I'm sick of all y'all haters. I, you know, I listen to all the expert consensus rankings, and I listen to all my, you know, I do my study, I do my homework, I listen to all the news and notes around the league. Everybody's been hating on Ebron since Jack Doyle came back. Ebron has been making it happen, y'all. He's got... I, I don't even know. He's got like seven touchdowns the last three games. So let's just forget the hate on Eric Ebron. Play him every week. You know what? Until I have to eat crow on that too. Play Eric Ebron. Next game, Kansas City versus Arizona. Kansas City, do, they do what they do. They won this game 26-14. to I think we all saw this happen. Patrick Mahomes threw for 249 yards and two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt had 71 yards rushing. He also had a two uh, receiving Catches for 25 yards. Didn't score a touchdown. Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill's the man, y'all. I had him last year in my fantasy lineup in my roster. I don't have him this year. I wish I did because he got 117 yards, seven receptions, and two touchdowns. This guy is legit. He's one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. I love this guy. He also rushed on one carry for 20 yards. This guy is just a bolt of lightning. Love it. On the Cardinals side of the ball. Let's see. We had Josh Rosen not really doing too much. Uh, David Johnson made it happen. 21 carries, 98 yards, and a touchdown. And then he got seven receptions. Finally, we see him in the passing game for 85 additional yards and another touchdown receiving. I love David Johnson is back in the game. Uh, nothing really too big else to take away from this game. Larry Fitzgerald, six for 50. That's 11 fantasy PPR points. And Ricky Seals-Jones, five for five, or five for 50. So that's 10 points. Hey, that's better than what he's been doing. So going forward, Ricky Seals Jones could, Jones could also be a streaming tight end if you're really, I mean, this position is really, really, really shallow and it's hard to find, especially if you're in a two tight end league team, which I am. There's like no tight ends on the waiver wire. So if he is, pick him up. Next game, whoa, we didn't see this happen. Bills versus the Jets. Y'all take a guess. <laughs> y'all ain't got a guess. Y'all already know. 41 to 10. What? Am I living in the Twilight Zone? There's a cat named, it seems like anybody named Barkley in this league does good. We got Saquon and now Matt Barkley because this cat made this game 41 to 10. Matt Barkley threw two touchdowns on 232 yards. Man, it seems like a third string quarterback that starts in the NFL. I mean, Nick Mullins, who is playing tonight in the other room, I'm missing the game right now. But uh, he blew up last week. So when I go back then and check the score, you'll hear a recap tomorrow. But Matt Barkley made it happen. Uh, well, apparently Josh Allen's going to be playing uh, when they come off the bye. So 
yeah, maybe this was the only game we'll see, but LaShawn McCoy, oh, yes, he did it. 26 carries, 113 yards, and two touchdowns. And the other big takeaway from this game was Zay Jones. Uh, he had eight receptions for 93 yards and a touchdown, and Robert Foster, three receptions for 105 yards. So the Bills showed up. They showed up, and they made it happen. The Jets were sloppy as hell. Josh McCowan played like, I can't even say it, man. He just stank up the joint, 135 yards, two interceptions. You know what? There's nothing pretty to talk about in this game. I wanted Elijah McGuire to do a little bit more. He had six carries for 30 yards. He caught the ball three times for 27 yards. So, oh, goodness, what is that? 30 uh, let's say three, three, that's six, seven, eight. I know you guys love hearing me doing math. Oh, gosh, that's only eight points. I'm sorry, y'all. I thought it was going to be more. No, ugh. let's not talk about Elijah McGuire. Chris Herndon, uh, I have him as a backup tight end because tight end depth is horrible. He went three for 30. That's six points. So not too happy about the Jets. They are falling apart at the seams. Next game, Washington Redskins at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Washington. This was a very low-scoring game. I streamed Ryan Fitzpatrick. He still got me 19 fantasy points. Wow. Treasure. Because that cat, even though he did not throw it, and this is why you really need a quarterback to throw a touchdown in the game, because this cat threw for 406 yards. 406 yards. He threw the most yards in the NFL this weekend, but yet only got me 19 fantasy points because he didn't throw a touchdown. He threw two interceptions, but... That's a lot of yards, but still didn't make anything happen. These guys got one field goal out of the entire game, even with Chris Godwin getting seven receptions on 103 yards. Jaquiz Rogers, he may be a wave of wire pickup too. Eight receptions for 102 yards. I love my little Jaquiz. He looks like a little predator coming out in the backfield with his dreads hanging out his helmet. He's just a little beast, man. This guy comes out, he's just, oh. He looks like a baby Marshawn Lynch. I ain't talking smack quiz. I love you, man. Dude, I picked you up last year, and I streamed you like four times in my fantasy league, and you won me games, bro. So Jaquiz Rogers, man, he received the ball, and he did it pretty. And, uh, yeah, Paint Barber, he only ran for 60 yards. So, oh, and Chris Godwin, I'm sorry, seven receptions for 103 yards. Chris, Chris Godwin, yeah, he looked pretty in this game. They had a horrible overall scoring game, though. Uh, yeah, not much to be said on the other side of the ball. Adrian Peterson got two receptions, did nothing with him. Got one yard off of two receptions, had 19 carries for 68 yards, so that was kind of depressing. Uh, Maurice Harris was a streaming wide receiver this week, but he only got you 10 points because he's got five receptions on 52 yards. Jordan Reed, four receptions for 51 yards. He just hasn't been doing it, you guys. Uh, I don't know what's been going on with uh, Jordan Reed, but it's just not happening. And Jock, well, Josh Doxson got four for 46 and a touchdown. So you're kind of happy there. I mean, 14 fantasy points ain't horrible. Ain't nothing right. 14 is good. I mean, you know what? You're happy with that. If he was just like one of your third wide receivers in your lineup or second, or you're okay. You're doing all right. Next game, Chargers, Oakland. Chargers obviously won this game 20 to 6. Oakland is Oakland. I mean, I don't even know really what to say about Oakland. There's nothing really to say about Oakland. So, therefore, I'm not going to say anything about Oakland because I am sick of Oakland, and they are depressing me. Every time I hear the name of this city now, I just, I'm just i just sad. I don't even want to hear it. 
The only good thing that happened to Oakland is they let go of Amari Cooper and gave him to my team, the Cowboys. Because Amari Cooper, I'm telling you, I was going to light it up over the next few weeks. Phillip Rivers threw 223 yards and two touchdowns. Unfortunately, threw an interception, but that's okay because Melvin Gordon got 18 carries on 93 yards and then five receptions on 72 yards and a touchdown. So he went off. Keenan Allen got six receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown. I mean, beautiful. I mean, it is what it is. The Chargers do what they do, and they won this game 20-6. to Next game, let's move on. Trying to move it faster for y'all. Miami Dolphins and Green Bay Packers. Final score, 31 in favor of the Green Bay Packers over the Miami Dolphins. Now the Green Bay Packers. Let's see. Aaron Rodgers, 199 yards and two touchdowns. This game, the big takeaway from this game for me. Aaron Jones finally had his breakout game, y'all. He busted out of the cell, and he made it happen. 15 carries, 145 yards, and two touchdowns running. That's who we wanted to see. This is the Aaron Jones we wanted to see. Oh, not to mention just that. He also got three receptions on 27 yards, so that's another five points on top of the points he already got you. This guy blew up. I hope you started him in your leagues if you had him. Aaron Jones showed up, ready to play, and he Lit it up. Devontae Adams, four receptions, 57 yards, but two touchdowns, and those are what counts in fantasy football. So they had a good game. On the Dolphins' side of the ball, hoo-wee. I mean, it wasn't pretty to see. They only scored 12 points. Brock Osweiler threw 213 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Frank Gore does what he does, scores usually those mediocre points. He got 13 carries, 90 yards. And then, let's see, Devontae Parker, like I said, he left this game with a shoulder injury. Danny Amendola went 7 for 72 yards, so that's 14 points. Hey, that's all right. If you put in Danny Amendola as a flex or something, you did okay. Kenyon Drake, disappointingly, didn't get anything done, but it's not his fault, y'all. They're not giving him any opportunities, and it's breaking my heart. Frank Gore, I know you're a legend, man, but get the hell out of Miami. I want to see my boy Kenyon Drake take off like the man he was supposed to be and turn on those boosters and... Score, score, baby, score, baby, score. But we ain't seen it happen. All right, let's go to the Seahawks versus the Rams. This was a close game. The Rams won this game, 36-31. to All right, where do we start? Well, we already talked about the unfortunate injury on Cooper Cup. Got an ACL tear in the fourth quarter. He's out for the season. While he was in the game, he got uh, five receptions on 39 yards. And then poor cat got injured. Robert Woods, four for 89 yards. He also got uh, three carries for 17 yards. Todd Gurley was Todd Gurley. He had six in carries for 120 yards and a touchdown and three receiving yard or three receiving catches for 40 yards. Brandon Cooks, he got one rushing yard or one rushing attempt for only nine yards. But he got 10 receptions for 100 yards. So 20 fantasy points. Dang, Brandon Cooks looks good this year. Way better than he did on New England last year. Jerry Goff had an amazing game. 318 yards for two touchdowns. It was it was pretty. On the Seahawks side of the ball, Russell Wilson threw a little bit yet less. 176 yards, but threw three touchdowns. Rashad Penny... Rashad Penny, y'all. We've been waiting for Rashad Penny ever since he got drafted, and they drafted him for a reason, and we saw why this weekend. Rashad Penny turned his pennies into dollars when he had 12 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. 
Whew, man, I'd pick up Rashard Penny on your waiver wires and just hold on to him. He might be showing up. We don't know what's going on with Chris Carson, but even if he comes back, maybe it's going to be the Chris Carson and Rashard Penny show. We need to see Rashard Penny come up. He was drafted for a reason. I want to see more Penny. I need my pennies. I want to see him. All right? That's what you do. You see a penny, pick it up. All day long, you have good luck. What's up? That's what I'm saying. Rashard Penny. Tyler Lockett went 5 for 67. Doug Baldwin, 5 for 39. The receiving side of the ball, not too exciting. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I missed a touchdown. Huh. That is five receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. So you were happy if you played Tyler Lockett because he locked it up, but not enough to beat the Rams. I think the Rams and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, that'd be a fun matchup to see. Wouldn't that be fun to see? Last game before tonight's game, which I will review tomorrow and recap. But the Dallas Cowboys played the Philadelphia Eagles, and everybody was hating on the Cowboys. Oh, I watched so much ESPN where everybody was talking smack on my boys. Those are my boys. I represent my Cowboys. I love my Cowboys. You know what? What's up, Philly? You're a division rivalry, and we whooped up 27-20. to Hey, no offense to my Eagles fans. I love y'all. I don't bleed green, though. I bleed blue. I bleed Dallas Cowboys blue. And my man, Zeke Elliott, had 151 rushing yards and a touchdown. And then he also had six receptions and 36 yards on a receiving touchdown. My boy, Amari Cooper, I was hanging with Mr. Coop, and he had six receptions on 75 yards. Man, I was just happy with this game overall. Dak threw for 270 yards and a touchdown. It was so pretty. Oh, bless the boys, man. I love my boys. I love my Cowboys. So sad about Dez again. My heart goes out to Dez. The boys made it happen tonight. They're the, they were the guys to see. They made it happen. And y'all, keep it up, man. I want to see y'all play with this passion every week. Go to the playoffs. Make it happen. It ain't over till it's over. Carson Wentz threw a lot this game. He had 360 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. So he had a good game. He played really well. You know, it was nice to see. But, you know, I got a big stat from this game. And I'm going to bury the lead a little bit and talk about Nelson Aguilar. Got five receptions on 83 yards. Alshon Jeffrey, four for 48. Not too impressive. But the main takeaway here, the biggest stat of the game, Zach Ertz. This guy is a fantasy football stud and an athlete. This guy is amazing. 14 receptions on 145 yards and two touchdowns. That's an average of 10.4 yards per reception. This guy is amazing. Talking about Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz, has had four of the top 10 performances of any single game for a tight end in receiving yards in all of fantasy football history. Boom. Think about that. That's amazing. Zach Ertz is amazing. See, I ain't, see I'm a boys fan, but I ain't going to hate on y'all Eagles. I love everybody equally, man. Everybody equally. Look at me chatting up Zach Ertz right now. No, 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 hey, when I like that, Zach, I ain't asking you out on a date, man. It's all cool, man. I got a girlfriend. It's all, no, don't even, let's not make it weird, okay? You just, you're good at football, and I appreciate that, and I respect you, my man. <laughs> anyway, y'all, that's the main takeaways from the week 10 recap. Let's talk about a little bit of uh, streaming options this week. Not a lot to talk about. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Big takeaway you could uh, pick up from this is Anthony Miller. He is only 13% owned in leagues and he had a monster game pick up anthony miller if he is available maurice harris from the uh he's a wide receiver for washington he's 30 percent owned he had a quiet day 5 of 52 
But while Jamison Crowder is out and having setbacks, Maurice Harris for the Washington Redskins is somebody you may want to think up, think about picking up. John Ross, he's only 17% owned. He is a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. And while we're dealing with this A.J. Green injury, you might want to think about picking up John Ross because he's available in a lot of leagues. He might be a flex or a streamer or somebody you can plug and play if you're low at your wide receiver position. Now check this out. Jalen uh, Samuels for Pittsburgh. Now he, James Conner had a concussion during this game. We don't know how bad it is. I'm sure he'll probably come back, but until we know... Jalen Samuels is the backup. Now, what is also cool about Jalen Samuels is not only picking him up maybe as a handcuff to James Conner, but he is also registered in ESPN as a running back slash tight end. So you could play him at both positions. And given how low the tight end uh, chart is to try to get a streaming tight end, Jalen Samuels could be plug and played, and you can make that argument. Well, he's listed as two positions, so you could pick up Jalen Samuels. I think that's a smart play. You know, Jaquiz Rogers had a blowout game, and I kind of liked what I saw, and I'm kind of a fan of little Jaquiz. So Jaquiz Rogers for running back, if you need a running back, uh, maybe you want to think about picking up Jaquiz Rogers or Elijah McGuire. Uh, let's see, quarterback, if you guys need some quarterback help, uh, Marcus Mariona is 30% owned. He had a really bad first half of the season, but he's turning it around. He's coming back. He's making them plays happen. And he's a Russian quarterback, Marcus Mariota. I would pick him up if you need some quarterback, like streaming options. Another streaming option, Blake Bortles. Not a great quarterback, but he made it happen. He had a huge fantasy game last weekend. And when it counts for fantasy, he racks up them points. Baker Mayfield, he's over 45% owned. But that's less than half. That's less than half percent owned. If Baker Mayfield is available, he's got a great schedule going into the playoffs. He's got an amazing playoff schedule. Pick up Baker Mayfield. You can stream him in a lot of games. If you don't have a big quarterback starting, that's what I do. In my auction draft, I always pick up like three lower-end quarterbacks or mid-tier quarterbacks, and I just stream all different ones for the matchups. So talking about matchups, Mayfield is your man. Marcus Mariota is playing better. I would stream those two quarterbacks, pick them up. Uh, Tight ends. This is a really nasty kind of – I don't even want to talk about this too long. Chris Herndon is somebody you can pick up. Uh, He's led the team in receiving in two weeks in a row. And, I mean – yeah, he's only 13% owned. You can maybe pick him up if you're uh, in a bind. Uh, his next three games, he's got a bye, the New England, and at Tennessee. Tennessee defense is a little scary, but he could rack up some points against New England. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones has not been on point most of the season, but with their new OC, Byron Lefwich, uh, we saw him get a little bit more involved. He's only 17% owned, and he got 5 for 51 on nine targets. So he's got some streaming appeal the next three weeks against Oakland, the Chargers, and then at Green Bay. So those are my streaming tight ends. Those are my streaming quarterbacks. Those are my streaming wide receivers and not too many streaming running backs because everybody's almost taken up. Oh, Rashad Penny. A lot of people have dropped Rashad Penny. If he is dropped and he's in your leagues, pick him up, put him on your bench, stash him. Let's see what happens. Let's hear about reports, training reports, all this stuff. Guys, also I want to give a shout-out to all the injured players this week. Uh, I hope they get better. I, I hope we see players come back. It, it's sad to see Dez out. It's sad to see Cooper Cuff out. I mean, it's just I hate it when players get injured, you know, and I hope they get healthy. I hope they have the chance to come back and play again stronger and harder than they ever have before. But until then, that was a recap of Week 10 and some wave of Wire pickups. I will talk to you after tonight's game. We'll recap tonight's game. Uh, I'm going to go in there and check the score right now. San Francisco and the Giants. You know, I can't say this is a Cowboys fan, but I love my man Saquon Barkley. I bet he's making it happen right now. So I'm going to go check it out. Until I talk to y'all tomorrow, 
Have a good night and peace.